Hammer, and ahoy there, mean mateys. This be your old pal, Gravy Jones, from Gravy Jones Locker, here in Columbia, South Carolina. We've been dry docked, as it were, what with all this talk about coronas and such, and labeled as non-essential, as if serving up over a hundred varieties of tasty sweet meat drippings could ever be non-essential, yar. <laughs> but that doesn't mean we be closed for business, no, ye land lovers. Why, we be having our very own curbside service available. That's right, just pull up your car, on up, roll down one of your windows, we bit, honk twice, only twice, and chuck about $10 worth of cash out your window. We also accept the balloons. And we'll put a hose right up to your vehicle and top you off with our gravy du jour. Yar. Be it biscuits or meat, rice, pilaf, or anchi, don't be off your rocker. Still to Ruby Jones Locker! <laughs> and remember, Wednesdays are SOS Day. Jibe ho! <laughs> What's a jibe? Okay, so let me get this straight. You wrote this. You wrote this script up for oh, yeah. third part for our Ghost Town episode. Well, right? I know how you take it seriously, so I right, wrote this right, up. Right. Yeah, just read it. Yeah, it'll okay. be good. Trust and me. you got the music set for me. Oh yeah, some make... really appropriate stuff. You know, making hear the music. Um, well, technical stuff. Uh, I'm right. sorry about that. I can't get it through your headphones. So you'll just, I'll just, I'll just point uh-huh. at you when you should and start. Then that's how I'll know reading this book. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. All right, all right. I'm trusting you on this. Good. You know, I never let okay. you down, man. So, <clears throat> you ready for this? Started. Yeah. And you just cue me when. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Need to read. All right, no problem. Trust me, John. I got this. <laughs> hey guys, this is John. You're listening to our third part of our um, Ghost Town episodes of the Swarmcast podcast. We've all been in a sort of quarantine type situation um here in south carolina we've opened up a lot of stores and stuff but for the most part we're still kind of um quarantining in space keeping it to ourselves so uh Tess gave me this intro to read here it goes if there's something strange in your neighborhood who are you gonna call ghostbusters right and if there's something weird and it don't look good, then who are you gonna call? Ghostbusters! Wait a minute. Toast, this is the <laughs> this is the lyric to Ghostbusters. You're not taking this seriously. No. Everybody's quarantined and you're I'm afraid of no ghost. Oh, that's really good, Ghost. Uh, you know what? I'm out of here. Um uh, not gonna take this seriously. I'm afraid of no ghost. <laughs> He needs to lighten up a lot, right? If you see seeing things running through your head, who are you gonna call? Ghostbusters! An invisible man sleeping in your bed. <laughs> who are you gonna call? Ghostbusters! I'm afraid of no ghost. I ain't afraid of no ghost. 
speed on a car. That's right. If you're alone, pick up the phone and call Ghostbusters! I'm afraid of no ghost. Ooh, I hear it likes the girls. <laughs> I'm afraid of no ghost. Yeah, 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 yeah. Who you gonna call? Ghostbusters! You had a dose of a freaking ghost, baby. You better call Ghostbusters! Ghostbusters. <laughs> I don't realize how much a product of the 80s this song actually is. But you know what? Let me tell you something. Bustin' makes me feel good! <laughs> I ain't afraid of no ghost. I ain't afraid of no ghost. Don't get caught alone. Oh no! Ghostbusters! When it comes to your door, unless you just want some more, I think you better call Ghostbusters! Who are you gonna call? Ghostbusters! Who are you gonna call? Ghostbusters! I'm gonna think you better call Ghostbusters! Haha! Who are you gonna call? Ghostbusters! Who are you gonna call? Ghostbusters! Louder! Ghostbusters! Who you gonna call? Ghostbusters! Who you gonna call? Ghostbusters! I think you can get the idea here. Alright, let's get this stupid show started. We got a ghost, got a ghost. I admit that I'm impressed since I'm Hadrick, someone legit to come and sit and talk some stuff. Stuff. <laughs> so, hey there, Swarmcast listeners. John's here, and um, I'm beginning to think that this is this particular segment uh, has such regularity. Maybe we should start calling it uh, "Updates of Vengeance" or something such as that. Um, so, <laughs> I have with us uh, Ed Jallet from Shades of Vengeance. How's it going, Ed? Uh, it's going great. Thank you, John. Thank you for having me back again. Sure. I can't believe you've had me back so soon. Usually you try and keep a discreet distance between <laughs> I, I assume you just get bored of me. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's always a pleasure to talk with you, Ed. So uh, I know last the last couple times we had you on was to talk about um, the Kickstarter for Era Lost Legends and then uh, most recently Era, Era, the, Era Survival... Um, oh gosh, I'm going Expansions to... into the Unknown 2. Expansions into the Unknown 2, right. Indeed. Which, um, as of this recording is... is still ongoing. Still ongoing. Um, um but... so hop in there. You've got, you got a short time left. Um, we're, we're still working to produce as many expansions as possible. Right. But and... I'm not going to talk about that today because I promised I wouldn't talk too much about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Listeners, you can, you can check out the, the <clears> last <throat> time we talked with Ed and you'll get a, a, a whole bunch of information about, about that. So, good stuff. So, we're really here to talk with you about, um, so, I guess it's it's more like, a, so what's been going on since, uh, <laughs> what's been going on since 
the last uh, since I guess era Lost Legend. <laughs> So we have been busy, as always. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we're always busy. We keep busy. We like keeping busy. Um, so Era Lost Legend was a really big deal for me. It was, uh, you know, I've been waiting to make that game for a really long time. Um, and I have been focusing a fair amount of my time on developing it, improving it. Um, we've gone so far as building a computer program to check all of the stat trees are balanced. Oh, nice! All of the all of the trees for weapons and for spells—they're all balanced um, scrupulously carefully. Um, you know exactly the same amount of time it takes to get to a specialty in the sword tree as in the unarmed tree, as in the whip tree, and so on. Oh, that's um, And nice. all the specialties are the same distance away from the from the start. So we are balancing these to the absolute best of our ability without making them identical. Right. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Um. So, you know, I'm I'm really happy with how things are going on that. Um, it's not going to be ready for May now because of coronavirus, unfortunately. Um, a few of our uh, artists were actually, they're, they're based in, in sort of um, Asia and they've been slowed down. Sort of, they can't, you know, one of them Chinese artists said he couldn't get to a studio oh, wow. um, for a couple of weeks. So we've actually been pushed back a bit on the um, uh, on the artwork, unfortunately. And, and yeah. Um, we're not quite going to make May now, which I was hoping for. Mm-hmm. We're certainly, I, I have no reason to believe we're not going to make October, which is what we committed to. Okay. Um, I was just hoping to get it out early. I, I'm sure you know, I tend to I tend to try and do that whenever I can. Right, right. Um, but for the most part, we're waiting on the artwork now. We're waiting on a little bit of writing from one of the other writers. Um, but it's progressing really nicely. You know, we're, we're making good progress. Um, so we... You know, we moved on, and and in the new year, we kicked off the new year with um uh with a Make One Hundred project, uh mm-hmm. which is a it's a Kickstarter initiative. Uh, they encourage you to make a hundred of something, and um I decided to do a bit of a throwback uh, for this particular campaign because uh, two years ago when we did our first Make One Hundred, um we did Tales of the Empowered, and this was uh, one of my favourite campaigns that I've ever done because what it did is it said to everyone, hey, guys, create your own Empowered and uh-huh. give us the information for it. And we'll write a story to write them into the era of the Empowered universe. And we produced a book of 78 stories, so we didn't quite make 100. Um, but, you know, it just had to be limited to 100, so that was absolutely fine. Okay. Um, and uh, we made 78 stories and we produced the Tales of the Empowered. Not this year, but last year, they ran it again. They always run it in January. And um, I actually produced 100 copies of the Era Liars Definitive Edition rulebook. That was when the Era Liars Definitive Edition came to life. Nice. That lovely sort of marigold yellow, really, really, really beautiful cover. You know, stick, sticks out really, really well at a convention when you sit on a desk. <laughs> However, this year, you know, I decided to do a throwback, as I said. And we actually did Tales of the Empowered 2. So again, we reached out to people. We said, hey, you know, give us give us the stories of your Empowered. Um as before, we did we did this last time as well. We we picked up some stuff off the cutting room floor that didn't make it into the rulebook, and we uh, you know we we we're we're doing that. You know we're including those stories as well. Um, I've given uh, most of the writers the opportunity to write a story of their own about their own superheroes and just just make those a reality as well within the era of the empowered universe. Because the era of the empowered universe, it's all about the diversity of heroes right that that literally anyone can be an empowered in the empowered universe that's kind of the whole point right um and uh that 
you know, that means that it can't all come from me because you will eventually get samey, right? If if I deliver you 10,000 heroes, they'll eventually get fairly similar. <laughs> there, yeah, there's going to be a bunch of uh, Cyclops copies and stuff like that. <laughs> right. So pull in someone else to make 20 of those heroes. Mm-hmm. Pull in 50 people to make 20 of those heroes each. You're going to have a really different set of heroes. You know, um, they what they do is they design the hero and then and I develop it and fit it to the universe. Okay. I like that. Um and that that was great fun. And and again, we had a really fun time. Um we've we're just coming to the end of that book as of recording. I'm expecting to to get it proofread and edited and and, and out before too much longer. Very cool. After that, uh, you know, we didn't stand still at all. Um we moved straight on to doing Era D ten fundamentals. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, mean, I was excited about this one. Really excited. Yeah, I mean, this one's a big deal for us um, because uh, we decided that, you know, the core of the rules should not, doesn't need to be hoarded, right? We want to share it with the community. We want people to be able to pick it up and understand how the Era D10 rule set works Mm -hmm. and understand why it's so powerful, why it works so well, um, what the unique things about it are. And that's why we produced the Era D10 Fundamentals, which is a 24 page booklet. Um, that basically gives you all of the core of the rule set. It applies, all of the stuff in it applies to every single game. Um, So the way the games are made different to each other is um, through modular differences. Um, Mm -hmm. So Era Survival has Karma and um, it has specialties and it's got durability and limited ammunition. Whereas Era the Consortium also has specialties, but it has implants. Right. Um, And, uh, you know, Era the Chosen has the horror system. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they all have their own modular things. None of that's included in the fundamentals. This is really the absolute core of the rule set that right. applies to every single core game. Rule so set. Yeah. Yeah. How do you brawl with someone? That's in there. You know, because it's the same in every single game. It doesn't change. Mm-hmm. Um, the the modular rules change. The weapon stats change game to game. Right. Um, but otherwise, um, it stays very, very similar. Yeah. And so... Um, yeah, sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, and... Uh, well, actually... I'll I'll let you continue before I jump in. (laughs) Uh, No problem. Um, It's, you know, we decided to make a Kickstarter where we offer some of the bits and pieces that we've gathered over the last six years of of doing all this stuff. Um, You know, give people another chance to get that fifth anniversary T-shirt for Era the Consortium. Give people a chance to get hold of one of the dice trays um, that we've had since the Era Survival Kickstarter. Mm -hmm. Um, And all of that sort of thing. And, uh, you know, we we were very clear that what we wanted to do was, you know, do a print run to give these books booklets away for free. And we had so much support from the community. It was absolutely inspiring. You know, I've seldom been more nervous when launching a Kickstarter than I have been when launching era D 10 fundamentals, because at the end of the day, the thing I was making was for free giveaway, right? Right. That's what I wanted to do. And I was worried that no one was gonna, no one wanted to, no one wanted to see that happen. But we got a tremendous amount of support. It was absolutely brilliant. Um, we were able to print it, and we did a 750-copy print run. Um, I've been sending them out all over the world. I even sent you some, John, for uh, uh, for the um, ScarabCon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and for and for wherever else um, I decide to, to go Indeed. and run games and give it a So why, why don't you tell everyone what you think of the Era D10 Fundamentals booklet? Okay, I I like it a lot. It's it's such a nice um, setup because I know through 
a lot of the, for example, the um, the Ferris Challenge competition where I tend to give out usually a quick start and, and such. I saw this and was like, well, this has a lot of potential for something such as this because I'm not having to give out a, a quick start. That might, um, well, I mean, yours, the, the ones for the, the different air systems have basically these, these uh, a good chunk of the, the fundamentals mm. uh, rules. But this way, it'd be more of, I'd be able to go, well, here's, here's a basic rule set. You can, you can either be, you know, go out there and, and check out one of the ones that I already made, or it kind of encourages you to, if you want to, um, come up with your own sort of flavor to put on it, you can, you can really do that. And there's so many other, um, game systems out there that are, that are good, but you have to get the, the full base book to get, to get those fundamental rules. Um, there's not a lot of folks that I can think of that actually put out, this 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 nice handy thing that uh, like you said it's only about what twenty four pages or so twenty four pages yeah yeah that that um it really does a nice concise job of of giving you those those fundamentals of the rules and giving you enough um just enough extra stuff in there so you can really sink your teeth into it so for anyone listening there's some really good news for you um John is going to add into the show notes uh, a link that I'm going to give him where you can download this for free off our store. Oh, very um, nice. Very there cool. is a digital format that's optimized for, for you know, doing things digitally. There's mm -hmm. also a print-ready digital format that you can literally just stick in your printer, mm -hmm. print double-sided, and it goes. And, and then you just staple down the middle, you're done. Right? So yeah. you can print it yourself if you want. Uh, you can print, uh, you can use it digitally, whatever works for you, whatever you want most. It's, it's all there. It's all within the same, um, free product on our store. Oh, very cool. I will definitely make sure that it's in our show notes. Hmm. So after we did era D10 fundamentals, we still weren't done. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, last year, you might remember we did the era zone. Yes. Um, which was a quarterly zine that we made, um, that offers something for every single one of our era games. I think that supporting a game once you put it out into the world is really, really important. Mm -hmm. And I think it's where a lot of indie companies fall down. Um, don't get me wrong. I love to move on to the next game, you know, love to create the next universe. That's, that's my thing. I love creating universes. But there's always more stuff that you can give. You never get a book 100% right. And um, as I said in the previous um, conversation that we had about Era Survival... Um, the Explorers, an entire faction for Era Survival, were invented purely for the Era Zone. You know, it was a chance to show that the Era Zone matters as a thing on its own. Yeah. It'll give you something that you don't get anywhere else. And we once again ran a, a, a Kickstarter for the Era Zone um, for 2020. Um, we managed to fund two issues, um, but I've had... Uh, people sort of banging on my door and going, hey, I want to include this, I want to include this. <laughs> um, so I'm going to stretch stretch a little bit. I'm going to offer um, four issues, um, although two of them might be only digital. Um, but basically I'll put them out there for like 99 cents or something so that people can pick them up and have that extra stuff that people want to create and I don't have to go into debt in order to do it. <laughs> Um, oh, that's very nice. I like that. You know, it's 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 always wonderful to support the community. I I think maybe the word didn't get out as widely as it did on the previous campaign. We didn't we didn't get quite as much support, or maybe everyone was just a bit tired after um uh, after the fundamentals project, and and didn't have the didn't have the spare funds hanging around. I don't know, but um, 
yeah, unfortunately, we didn't do quite as well on the Eurozone as we had previously. Uh-huh. Um, but I, I'm going to do everything I can to get some more content out to people um, and give them the chance to to buy it um, if they want to if they want to have it. Because I'm really proud of the Eurozone. I think it offers a lot of stuff. You know, more stuff for consortium. It offers campaigns. It introduced the living campaign for Era the Consortium, mm-hmm. uh, which we only played a session of uh, a couple of days ago as of recording. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're working hard to try and bring these universes to life and, um, it's, it's all so that people can enjoy them and experience them. And actually, if you don't mind, I'd like to just take one minute to just talk about the living campaign once again, um, because I know I've spoken about it before. Yeah, that's fine. Let's, um, but the living campaign is all about allowing you out there to shape the world of the consortium. Um, I am including a summary of the living campaign in uh, the era zone. So uh, basically it involves a map which shows zones of control or levels of control for both the resistance and the consortium. Um, And what you do is you go, you play a game, resistance or consortium. Um, You write to me on Discord or on Facebook or you email me at publishing at shadesofvengeance.com and um, you tell me what happened. And I will include it in the era zone and change the zones of control as a result. There's also a, there's also a page on um, on the Shades of Vengeance website, which again I'm sure John will link in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Of course. Um, and you know the idea is that you guys can change the shape of the consortium. Um, we've already seen a fairly significant shift towards the consortium in some areas and towards the resistance in other areas. Um, you know, comparing the two from the beginning to now, um, you know, the resistance is doing much better in Demora than it was. And the okay. consortium's really solidified Sulis. So I'd be really interested to see some consortium oh. campaigns going on in Demora to try and take that control, see the resistance trying to take more, you know, get more of a foothold in the Sulis system. Um, that'd be really interesting. Oh, wow. Yeah, I, I like this. this. There's no upper end time limit for the era zone. Okay. Uh, uh, sorry, for the living campaign, rather. Right. Um, there's no upper end time limit for the living campaign. It can go on for as long as people want it to. Um, and eventually, you know, I'll say, okay, this is what it was like when it ended. And then we'll move on to a new living campaign. I plan for this to be the future of the consortium universe for the, you know, for what I can foresee, say the next five years or so, Uh we'll be doing living campaigns where people can make a difference on their own. Okay. Um, so please, if you have Era of the Consortium, if you like playing it, play a game of Era of the Consortium. Let me know what happens. I want to know. Um, hop on our Discord. Join in because, you know, we're running we're running sessions on the Discord at the moment. Um, we're giving people the opportunity to shape the Consortium in the way that they want to. Uh, we had a hilarious session not so long ago um, where um, someone... Uh, managed to blow up their own base because they killed someone holding a dead man switch because they didn't <laughs> believe that it was a dead man switch. Oh wow! They thought it was a they thought it was a fake, so they shot him, and the whole base blew up, and all the characters died. Oh wow! <laughs> um, and and what I'm doing is I'm writing a bullet point in the first issue of the Era Zone for that, which says, "Hey, this base exploded huh. mysteriously. No one knows why. All all <laughs> all personnel were lost. Um, but that has a shift for the resistance in that area because now that base isn't there." Oh. Um, it has a shift for the consortium in their core because people think, oh no, oh, they're as close as that. Oh, oh um, uh, um, there are terrorists all over the place and they're blowing things up. Ah, what are we going to do? 
loyal to the consortium, loyal to the consortium. Hmm. Um, so, you know, all of these things have, have massive implications. Um, and you can do pretty much anything you like. If you want to do a 10 session campaign to assassinate a big seven CEO, big eight CEO, you can do that. Uh, you absolutely can. I mean, if you do it in one session, I might kind of raise an eyebrow and say, yeah, that was, that was a doppelganger. Sorry about that. Right. Um, right. you know, that was a decoy. Um, but you know, if you put the time and effort in and you're, you know, you're contacting me and going, okay, we achieved this, this session, we achieved this, the next session, we achieved this, the next session, five sessions later, you're like, okay, we finally managed to take down Selena Hayden. She's been assassinated. Mm -hmm. She's no longer going to be the CEO of Hayden Bank. I'm going to go. Yeah. Okay. She's dead. Maybe another Hayden takes over. Maybe there's chaos. You know, maybe, maybe, you know, there's, there's chaos among the ranks and, um, you know, a whole bunch of Haydens are fighting for superiority. Huh. You have the chance to shape this universe. So please, please go out and, and, and play and have fun and tell me what happens because the, the outcome of it is, is potentially great fun. Very awesome. Yeah. This, this is a great opportunity for, for folks out there to do, to get involved in this. And now we're up to Era Survival, um, Expansions into the Unknown. So um, that's our current Kickstarter. Um, but we have a lot of plans going forward um, that affect all of the all of the universes. So um, I would love to talk to you about that if, uh, if we still have the time. Sure. Um, yeah, we can totally do that. That sounds great. Awesome. Upcoming, uh, we've, we've got some card games coming. Um, I've been working on a card game called Adapt for quite a while now. Okay. It's, it's kind of aimed at slightly younger players, five to ten-year-olds. The idea is that you are adapting your form to survive various um, hazardous environments. Um, because the Adapt organization, and there, that is an acronym. I'm not going to say it to you, but it is an acronym. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, is, is an alien organization that wants to colonize other planets. And it wants to find out which of their cadets, uh, which of their space cadets is most appropriate to be the first person to walk onto another planet. Huh. Okay. Um, so, so that's, you know, that's adapt. Um, following that, um, I've also got another game, uh, which is called the internship. And, um, it's, it's a joke about what it's like to be an intern at a big company. Um, so what you have to do is there are a whole bunch of interns and there's only one job. So uh -huh. you have to survive longer than all of the other interns in order to get that to job. To get the job. Oh, wow. <laughs> so you can get fired because you were on LinkedIn looking for new opportunities. Uh, -huh. uh, you can have a call from a recruiter or contact your union rep. You instantly get fired, right? Um, you can, um, you can be doing not safe for work stuff at work and be fired. <laughs> okay. Um, you can, um... Uh, but equally, you can laugh at the boss's joke and you can force others into a into a less advantageous position uh, because the boss then then likes you for that that five minutes. You know, huh. um, you can uh, uh, you can have stuff like I went to Oxbridge, uh, which is a very British joke. But um, hopefully people across the pond get that. Mm -hmm. um, if an intern were to say that, you know, the boss would like it. So you get to draw an extra card. But um, everyone else would hate you. So hate you that. get to draw an extra card. <laughs> <laughs> um, because cards are your life level, right? Okay. So if you draw an extra card, everyone's like, ah, that person's a threat. Oh. <laughs> um, and, and yeah, it's, it's just a deck of 52 cards, but it's so much fun. You get to, you get to play standard tasks. Like you get to go out leafleting or photocopying things. Oh, wow. Um, you can, you can have sort of sick days or hangovers or, 
you know, uh, you can have a bank holiday and, and that means no one's at work. So mm-hmm. none of the negative things have an effect on you. Yeah, all of this stuff, all of this stuff is is completely doable uh, within the game. It's really good fun, um, really simple to play. And it's been an absolute smash hit at my workplace. Uh, we often <laughs> sit down at lunchtimes and, and play games. Um, but I, w- I created it along with um, Lucia Pizzola, who... Um, She's uh, she's someone who's helped me at conventions for a very long time. Anyone who's watched the um, interviews that we do at MCM, uh-huh. um, she's actually the one who does the interviews. Okay. Um, that's okay. her voice. Um, and she used to work at a recruitment agency uh, here in London. So um, oh. she said, oh, I know, I have this idea. Let's do this. <laughs> um, and she was throwing names of cards at me for things we could do. And, and I was just sort of writing them down and going, ah, oh, I know, this works like this. Um, so yeah, no, it's, it's brilliant fun. Um, and, and it's pretty much done. I'm waiting for the proof to arrive with me. Uh, the adapt card game that I mentioned before the proof is already with me and I'm happy with it. Um, so those two card games are are kind of just, just the tip of the iceberg. Um, do you remember, uh, last February, almost a year ago, uh, just over a year ago, actually, um, we did the fifth anniversary era, the consortium that included miniatures. Yes. Yes. Yes, I did. So I've been working with another of my uh, uh, sort of convention guys. Uh, at least that's how he started. Um, uh, he's a really nice guy, Lucas Fomaniac. Um, he's really, really into miniatures. And uh, we ended up at a convention where nothing was going on. Um, it was it was awful. Uh, no one walked in that door the entire day. Like, I think there were maybe 40 people in a convention that was supposed to have 3,000. Oh, my gosh. Um, it was It was awful. It was unspeakable. So um, he and I sat down at, at a table and made a skirmish game for the huh. miniatures, right? Because okay. we had nothing else to do. So we sat down, we used that time. Um, he and I, uh, we, we came up with this game. It, for me, it was kind of inspired by the 3v3 arenas in World of Warcraft. Okay. Um, so what you do is you choose three of the miniatures. Uh, that includes the guard grunts and the guard sergeant as well. And each of the miniatures has its own special abilities. Um and uh, I'm I'm a I'm an old school gamer. I played Perfect Dark uh, for more hours than I care to admit. <laughs> so what I did is I thought about the kind of scenarios you could do, and I was very much inspired by the Perfect Dark Death Match mode, um, where you can have like capture the flag or um, King of the Hill or you know shoot this person kind of thing. And and I integrated a lot of those modes into this game, which we're currently calling. Um, era titans um, because and again this is an exclusive just for you John you know how much I like doing that <laughs> we are considering the possibility that it could have other game characters in it as well we think oh. we can balance it for Violet from Era the Empowered we think we can pull in characters from Era Survival huh. um, we don't think this is an Era the Consortium specific game that's all there is for now but we really think that if we can get funding, you know, we can get support for it. We would love to include other games as well. And it fits really nicely into our meta plot. We've got some really cool ideas about how that could work. But uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, you'll have your your Zimian juggernaut who uh-huh. can run up to anyone and rip them in half. You know, he still has that ability. All these abilities will be very familiar to people who know Era the Consortium and know particularly these Stiletto unit characters. Yeah. Um Sakura Takahashi, uh, she's now the the infiltrator. She can turn invisible, right? Um, Kutsutus is now the scout. She can ignore terrain, so she just moves through it as if it's not there. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Because she's agile and athletic. Right. 
you know, you've got Zile uh, with the rocket launcher, the heavy weapons expert now. Um, but one of my favorites is the God Grunt. Um, because the God Grunt has the ability that when he dies, another God Grunt spawns. Ha! Okay. So, like, nice. you have the God Grunt and he runs in and he's like, okay, right, bang, and he dies. And then there's another one. So you only, that only happens once. That's his, that's his kind of ultimate ability. Okay. Um, but you get to have a backup, right? For the one that died, you get a, you get a backup who then runs on the edge of the board where nice. you started. Yeah, um, and that's one of my favorite abilities. But I mean, there's there's <laughs> everything from fire on my target uh-huh. um, to the scout can give um, anyone else line of sight on something through an object. Oh, very nice. So you, can, you know, if they have line of sight, they can give line of sight to someone else and go, "Here's where you're firing," and they'll just right. fire at that. They can still hit that person even though they don't have line of sight. Because they're giving intel on the location. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Okay. Um, and and we've done loads and loads of playtests with it. All of the characters seem really well balanced. Um, I've literally done where I've sat down with someone and I've played, and they've gone, "Oh wow, your team seems really powerful." And I said, "Fine, let's switch teams then." Uh-huh. You switch teams, and I still won. You know, by a long way, right? So everyone has their own ability. It's just how you play it. How you play it. Yeah. You know, okay. and all the characters are individually balanced against each other. So whichever three you choose, they're really quite nicely balanced. Uh-huh. Wow. Um. So that's Era Titans that we're calling it at the moment. Um. Or possibly Titans of Era. Um. Like because it's not an era role playing game, and I don't want to imply that. Ah, gotcha. Gotcha. Um. So you know, we're we're sort of playing with a few titles. Um. Previously, it was just called Era the Consortium Skirmish. So, you know, <laughs> we we've made a step forward in the title. Um. I, I like and, the uh, idea. Lucas and I are working on that. Um, we've been yeah. slowed down a bit by the coronavirus because he'll do a lot of his work here normally, um, at my home. Oh, gotcha. Um, but he's not able to travel obviously because of because of isolation. Right. So, um, we're we're slowed down a bit by that. Um, I'm building up to my next brand new game, which I've been working on for about a year with a guy called David Thorne. Um, again, one of my convention guys. Um, I love giving people who work with us at conventions <laughs> a chance to sort of make their dreams come true make their dreams a reality about what they want to create um so david and i have been working on a game we called era wonders for a while now um it's kind of um victorian kind of era um and uh the idea is that um uh there was a there was a cataclysm a cataclysmic event that made uh vampires and werewolves effectively and mages come forward and reveal themselves and now you play as what's known as a copper, a policeman, in this new world two years later where, you know, everyone is not totally comfortable with it, but it's just the new reality and there's nothing you can do about it. Okay. Um, so it's a really interesting kind of game. You've got to navigate these. You're just a normal person, normal human being. So you've got to navigate these, these vampires and these werewolves who are so much more powerful than you. But you have to keep law and order. Really interesting, really good fun. Um, we're going to be looking to put that on Kickstarter towards the end of the end of the year, assuming we don't get slowed down too much again by Corona. Right, um, right. It is it is having an effect. It is it's getting in the way, um, but we're we're doing the best we can. Apart from that, um, I've got some ideas. I'd like to do some more Era of the Consortium expansions. I'd like very much to do an Era of the Consortium expansions Kickstarter uh, towards the end of this year as well. I am also looking at uh, my era high fantasy game very carefully because I think it's about time that I finished it seven years after I started it. <laughs> yeah, um, I was going to say, you've been talking about that one for, for a bit. Now. Yeah, um, I've really got to get around to that at some point. It's, it's, it's important that it gets done, you know. 
as I said before, the fifth anniversary for Era Survival is turning up, so we may well do some interesting stuff around that. Okay. We'll have to see how that goes. We are actually approaching, like, a year from now, it's the seventh anniversary of Era the Consortium. So, you know, we're, we're moving on, we're moving on. I've got, uh, I've also got some designs on some uh, new Empowered stuff. I think Empowered has sat for a long time, a bit like Era Survival. It actually came out before Era Survival mm -hmm. um, and has never had any expansions apart from Tales of the Empowered. So I'm looking at that and I'm looking at how we move on with uh, that universe. Of course, we've had the comics and everything. Right. In the meantime. And that brings me nicely onto the comics because uh, they have not slowed down. Um, we've got Violet number two. We've got Violet number two that is um, moving on and um, we are just in the process of lettering that. Um, so her second story uh, in the comics. Uh, we've got Blue Shift number two came out already, of course. Uh, we've got Penumbra, an, a new adventure for Penumbra that sort of links up with Blue Shift and Violet. And, uh, and we're looking at a team up in the near future. Uh, that's being written. Uh, we are looking at, um, I've written a comic called Melkart um, about the, the, the same the hero with the same name. He's a, he's a cyborg um, who's one of our demo characters at the... Uh, he's part of the Era of the Empowered um, character sheets pack. Okay. Um, and this is about his... One of his adventures, I'll say. I don't want to spoiler it. So, uh, one of his adventures. He okay. does travel back in time. Oh, okay. We have Disarmed. So, we've got a consortium comic coming uh, that's based around three Disarm pilots. Um, Disarms are the large mechs um, that exist in the era of the consortium universe. Yeah. Uh, so we've got loads going on on the comic front. Um, we're still working on audio dramas. So we've got a uh, an audio drama named A Titan's Rise um, that we're just finishing off, I hope. Our audio editor um, got, um, got sent back to South Africa. Her visa ran out um, over here. So um, she is uh, uh, she's finishing up, um, and I'm hoping that that's going to be able to go on Kickstarter soon. Um, we've also got a whole bunch of uh, audio dramas that were inspired by the comics that are recorded and are kind of in editing hell um, because uh, I, I've got so much to do. Um, I'm hoping, actually, ironically, that the coronavirus might give me more chance um, to, <laughs> yeah. to look at some of the stuff because yeah. I'm obviously I've got more hours at home now. Right. Oh, yeah. I, um, I, I hear you. <laughs> so, yeah, we've got a huge amount going on. Um, it's it's great fun. Um, we're creating and creating and creating, and we're just working on building more stuff into this universe. We're trying to build more options for uh, players as they play. We're trying to help the GMs out. And all of the stuff that we're building is really all about that. And Era Survival is obviously the current step. Um, I'm hoping that all of the stuff I've talked about, except possibly high fantasy, will be coming out on <laughs> Kickstarter during this year. All right, that's that's definitely some some good stuff to look forward to, and I and I'm keeping my fingers crossed for uh, for high fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've taken a lot of a lot of steps towards towards making that a reality. Um, yeah, I mean, I've run it so many times now, and I've never actually uh -huh. released. You should Slightly. join our Discord. Definitely. Because we're running games, um, and you may get a chance to play Lost Legend. And we will have links to the Discord and links to um, as much stuff as we can, as we can in, our, in our show notes. Um, but for our listeners who, want, who might not want to go and click on stuff right away, where would you point them to where would be a good place to to uh to land on to get more information about uh shades of vengeance and possibly 
um, follow up on some of these other things we've been talking about. So in terms of more information on Shades of Vengeance, there is no better place than our website, www.shadesofvengeance.com. Okay. Um, however, if you want to follow up on some of the stuff, there may be a better place. Okay. And that better place is on Facebook um, or on Discord. But on Facebook, we are the official Era Games group, brackets mm -hmm. Era D10. Um, and I make regular posts in there. I respond to the posts in there. I keep an eye and keep a watch and make sure that anyone who asks a question has it answered, whether it's by me or someone else. Um, so if you have any questions about the era games, I would always recommend that you go there. Okay, definitely. I would also recommend you can reach out to us on Twitter. Uh, we are at, uh, at shades underscore of underscore venge um, on Twitter. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, of course, you can find us on Kickstarter because we're on Kickstarter really quite often. Uh, right now, as I said, we're doing the Era Survival Kickstarter, which you and I spoke about last time we spoke. Right. But uh, I'm sure that we'll have future Kickstarters. So if you're hearing this a little late, um, check us out on Kickstarter. Just search for Shades of Vengeance. Um, you will find us. Very cool. And like I said, I'm going to have the link to the, uh, the Discord and a few other things in our, in our show notes, in our Links of Vengeance section on the show Links notes. of Vengeance. Yep. <laughs> Well, this has been oh wow! This has been very, um, very nice talking to you, with you, Ed. Catching up. Um, well, we we should definitely do this. Uh, we should do this more often. We should uh, <laughs> get you on there and and catch up on things more often. This has been been really pleasant. Very nice. I uh, it's always it's always fantastic to be on on the Swarmcast podcast with you, John. Um, I you know what I've lost count of how many times, but it must be upwards of ten uh, that um, I've been on and spoken to you. Yeah, we'll go with that because I I don't really know right offhand either. Well, uh, <laughs> task find out for next time, I guess. Mm. Yes. <laughs> in fact, uh, listeners, if you if you if you know how many times, uh, write us in at swarmcastpodcast at gmail dot com uh, with your with your answer, and uh, we will choose one lucky person to receive a copy of probably uh, Era D ten uh, fundamentals or perhaps some other stuff. Awesome. <laughs> There, I'll make I'll make the listeners do all the hard work for me. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, again, uh, thank you for coming on, Ed. It's been 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 a pleasure. Thank you again for having me. Uh, likewise. Podcast at gmail dot I'll say there, cowpoke. How's it going? They call me a one-eyed, one-arm shooting text. <laughs> what, what are you doing, John? It's just a bit toast. It's stupid. Yeah. Are you gonna uh, talk about one-shot Wednesdays? Huh? Is that what you're doing? Uh, I was gonna talk about that. Anyways, one-shot Wednesdays. Yeah. Reviews of games that me and some of the other hosts run at our FLGS on Wednesday nights. Uh, games that we've just stuff. kind of found on our shelves or found out there on the dumpster uh, on the internet somewhere <laughs> and decided to run. You know, fire. you've ruined my train of thought. Ha ha! choo choo! Hey guys. We're here talking with John for his one-shot Wednesday game. He ran Paranoia. Woot by Mongoose Publishing. No, was it was a mongoose? Oh, sorry. It, it, it was it was mongoose. You're right. It's from Modiphius. Okay.
I was like, I thought it was Mongoofius. <laughs> Sorry. It was Mongoose for the longest time. I, I totally forgot about that. All the people who worked on it for Modifius, I think, were used to work with Mongoose. <laughs> <laughs> Don't quote him on that, though. All right. So, anyway, you ran Paranoia uh-huh. for your One Shot Wednesday. Yes. So, tell me a little bit about the game. All right. Well, first off, this this is the newest version of Paranoia. Mm-hmm. There have been many different iterations of the game. That they don't number. Right. They don't number. They always give them weird creative little other games. Uh, mine, I don't think, has a... Nope, mine's just, just called Paranoia. Paranoia. <laughs> um, so the game, the general setting of the game is it takes place uh, quite possibly at some point in the future mm-hmm. in, in a underground bunker thing called Alpha Complex. Mm-hmm. Something has happened and humanity has had to retreat into these into Alpha Complex. Sounds very Fallout-ish. It sounds kind of Fallout-ish. Um, so it's got a weird kind of a weird kind of quote unquote futuristic kind of futuristic vibe to it. Retro vibe. Futurist yeah. Retro futuristic vibe. Yeah. A little bit of a dystopian um, kind of thing. It's it's very dark humor. Uh-huh. Everything about it very dark humor. So the characters are playing uh, clones because they're the computers running Alpha Complex and the computers taking care of everything, even to the point of creating human humans to help them continue and survive. <laughs> so the characters in this game are all clones and they have other clones that can replace them if something bad happens to them. Okay. And inevitably bad things will happen to them because the computer's also kind of malfunctioning a little and they often get contradicting orders <laughs> there's all sorts of weird secret societies that are that are going over place there's no such thing as secret societies. i mean there's no such thing as secret society of course and because it's been the computers glitching there's also uh-huh. mutants there's also mutants um and mutants go against the the computer so it should be turned in for treason and or executed but of course uh mutants don't exist yes. that's, right, that's right. just absurd too so there's a lot of stuff like that. The The name pretty much tells you exactly what you're getting into. Right. Paranoia. <laughs> uh, there is one other neat thing about paranoia that I think is there's a color color cast system. Uh-huh. Yeah. So it uses your, your uh, red, orange, yellow, the Roy G. Biv mm-hmm. kind of thing. And that determines your clearance level. Um, red being kind of the lowest right. end of that totem pole. So, of course, all the players are red level. Mm-hmm. Um, and it means anything that's not your color or lower rank, uh, you, you, you're have, forbidden to you're use, you're forbidden to use and or using interact it is with. considered treasonous. And if you're treasonous, bad things will happen to you. And of course, because of the game, mm-hmm. you have to use and interact. R- and right. Inevitably cross, you're yeah. going, you're going to be like, well, there's a white floor in front of you or a blue a floor, floor in front of you. You have to. Right. You have to get across it somehow. So as far as mm-hmm. the the One Shot se- Wednesday session, how uh, do you think that went? I think it went pretty well. Mm-hmm. My players were having fun, and that's what's important. Yeah. I got I got to mess around with them a lot, and that's what's important in the game <laughs> as well. Um, there were certain aspects of the game that I don't I feel were very underutilized by by the players. And do you think that's because they hadn't really played Paranoia before or you didn't stress it or or they were just timid and didn't want to? I think it was a little bit of them chaos. possibly being a little timid, maybe being a little overwhelmed with everything going on mm-hmm. with their characters. Okay. Uh, but that's part of the, the way the game's set up too is the players are supposed to be just overwhelmed with all sorts of stuff. Okay. 
uh, to add to the chaos and confusion in the whole game. So things like their mutant powers, they didn't really ever use. Okay. Um, there, there wasn't a, normally in, in paranoia games, there's quite a, a, a high body count for <laughs> clones. And in this case, there, there was a few, but there wasn't a lot. Um, they, they seem to be more interested in just trying to mentally, um, out mentally and verbally outdo each other uh. in all sorts of ways, which is still fine. Still okay. came out to a lot of humorous, humorous results. Okay. Um, well, is there anything else you want to say about this one shot paranoia? Um, the get, well, first off, the game is really fun. If anybody, if uh, you get a chance to play, you totally should. Uh, as far as the GM, this is another one of those. It's in most in some games that are like this, you would say it's player facing because the players are the ones who do all the dice rolling. The GM as a GM, you don't roll any dice. However, uh, I don't call it completely player facing because also as the GM in this game, you're not rolling dice, but you're keeping track of a lot of other stuff, <laughs> and it's really kind of up to you to just keep the keep the game going, keep the pace moving along. Don't ever let there be a lull in Keep any the type chaos of going. Yep. The moment they kind of go, whoo, let's take a breath. It's like, nope, something's going to happen. Somebody's got to bust in and start shooting things. Or, or in this case, cats with lasers. <laughs> All right. Well, how about we read some of these reviews from your players from your One Shot Wednesday? Okay. I'll start off with uh, the one that I wrote. Okay. why not? So... This is John's review. Um, I would recommend it, and I would buy it, of course. My good was that it is super fun, and I got to mess with the players a lot. And in some games, it's kind of looked down that you would do that, but in this game, it's encouraged. Uh, the bad is that as a GM, it really does take a lot of energy to do this. Yeah. Uh, mental and maybe a little physical. <laughs> yeah. So that's my bad. It's just, it's it's very... Uh, taxing. Takes a, it's taxing on the GM. Uh, let's see. For the other, I put the players did not, their characters did not die a lot, and they didn't really use their mutant powers. So that's in my other category. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. This next review is from Ray. Ray would recommend it. And Ray would buy it. His good is... Okay, for him, he said, in the good category, he said, your allies are potential enemies. <laughs> and for his bad, he put, your allies will find an excuse to kill you. That's almost the same thing he put for the good, now that I think about it. Well, for the other, he said he really enjoyed how the character creation worked and how uh, the choices of your skills affects the creation of not just your character, but the other characters in negative ways. Right. And your one shot Wednesday, you did not have pre-generated characters because right. half of the fun, half of the is... fun is the character creation yeah. because as you're creating your character, if you want to be good at something, then that means somebody else at the table has to be bad at that exact same thing. Yeah. And then the character sheets get swapped hands at one point so that other players can, can mess around with some of your stats and things like that. So the, the, the paranoia for the game starts up in character uh, yeah, creation. Yeah. And that's what, that's what Ray's kind of hitting on right there. So this one is, this review is from uh, David. 
he would recommend it, and he said he may be on the buying it. His good was that it was chaotic, fun, and it was a quick setup. Uh, sure, we'll go with a quick setup. <laughs> no. <laughs> it depends on what you mean by quick setup. Uh, let's see, the bad. Um, being uh, The mutations were fun. But he didn't really feel like he had much of an opportunity to use it. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, one could argue that you you, you create, make your own you make your own opportunities. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. And the other, he said, the cards were fun and very random to use. Yes, that was another big core mechanic to this game. Was yeah, there's dice that you're rolling, but there's also cards. The cards are actually part of the game, right? And that's and used for initiative, right? They come with the base game, so it's used for initiative. It's used to give you special little things you can can do to, to change the narrative or add to the narrative as right. a player. Which is also where your secret societies and your mutants and those things are come on. from there as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and when you get gear, it's random. It's a random card too. All right, uh, let's see. This review is from Stefan. Some of you may know Stefan. If you don't, uh, find him on Facebook. <laughs> Stefan, he said the good was, it's a fun game where you can let go of your inner gaming moral compass and just have fun. <laughs> I want to, I'm curious what Stefan's inner moral gaming compass is. Now, yeah. Personally. All right. The bad. Every player has to be in the right mindset of not being uh, vindictive <laughs> and just have fun with it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I get that. I get that. Yeah. It's easy enough to slip into the hole. Why do you keep picking on me? Well, I'm just going to keep shooting you no matter what. Yeah. Uh, which I've been in games, Paranoia, where people have been like that. The other is that it was easy to learn the game mechanics. I'll give him that. Yeah. yeah. It was really easy for me to learn the game mechanics. <laughs> um, considering one of the first things it says is as the GM, you can pretty much ignore whatever, uh, all the rules if you want to. <laughs> all right. Jason, this is Jason's review. Would he recommend it? He said yes. Would he buy it? He said maybe. His good is the pure insanity and paranoia no pun intended, of not trusting and slash outright suspicion of your party. That's in his good category. Normally, that's not in somebody's good category. That's true. For the bad, he said, it took a little while to really get uh, inter-party conflict. <laughs> well, that's not for lack of trying. <laughs> I Oh, yeah, right off the bat, I set up all sorts of possibilities that other people must be traitors and stuff like that. <laughs> um, okay. And for his other, he just with the word pineapples. Okay. Which had nothing to do with the game. I asked him about that and he's like, I don't know. It's, it's other. It's other. Okay. <laughs> it's like, yeah, in the most literal sense. All right. So, so your one shot Wednesday was paranoia uh -huh. by Modifius Games. Modifius. Yes. And, and yes, I will probably, Try to run this again at other one shot Wednesdays. Swarmcaster got your number. I'll call you all the time. 
Area code 8034704439 Okay, that's the end of the show, guys. You've been listening to Stormcast Podcast. So hey, if you like our show, you should go ahead and give us a thumbs up. Give us, like, five or more stars, uh, however many you can give, on wherever you're subscribing through uh, for our podcast, be it on Apple Podcasts or whatever, or Stitcher or Tuned In, or, or you know, just tell people about it, because we really like having more people listen to our show. <laughs> um, I thought John was going to come back by now, but I think he just disappeared off into some bunker to isolate himself from everybody or something wrong. He's, he's, he's taking this quarantine thing way too seriously. I don't Anyways, he needs, like, contact with people or something. So if you like our show, go ahead, and uh, if you want to, you can always email us at swarmcastpodcast.gmail.com, or you can call our, our number and leave us a message at area code 803-470-4439. Go ahead and check out everything. Remember, go check out uh, Shades of Vengeance. As as a, as a cool guy, I've never talked to myself, but I assume he's okay because he's British and you can always trust British people, right? <laughs> James Bond reference. <laughs> Anyways, you guys stay safe. Wash your hands. Wash your face. Wash other people's faces, but not with your hands because, you know, that's, that's bad or something. And uh, ah, we'll all get through this and stuff like that. That's what John would say, right? So, <laughs> check you guys out next time. See ya. <laughs> and now, ladies and gentlemen, we present to you one of the greatest songs of all time.